In the last class, we discussed the concept of the forbidden of Molochus and Shabbos, the creativity which is biblically forbidden on Shabbos. And we mentioned the punishments. If it was warned intentionally, you get stoned. If it was intentional without warning, you get karis. Hashem makes the person die young earlier. And if it was done accidentally, that would be explained, then the punishment is karbam chatas. But there, the malachas themselves are actually derived from those things that were done in the Mishkan. If something was exactly similar to the way it was done in the Mishkan, it's still biblically forbidden, but it's not called the Aves Malacha, the father, the major categories of Malacha. It's called Tuldais. And we'll learn, as we learn in the various Malachas, we will learn the difference between the Aves and the Tuldais, between the primary Malachas and the Tuldais. Both are biblically forbidden. Both get the same equal punishment. There are various different halachic differences if between Av and Tulda, and that in Mitzvah we will discuss at a later time. In addition to that, the Torah says the Chachamim have to make a fence around the Torah. And therefore the Chachamim, when it came to Shabbos, made various decrees and prohibitions which are rabbinically forbidden for various different reasons that we'll discuss now. The Chachamim were given the obligation by Hashem to make a fence around the Torah. When somebody makes a hole in the street, you don't let people walk all the way to the hole and say, don't fall in. Or you don't tell somebody, walk all the way to the end of the cliff and don't fall off. Because they're putting themselves up in a dangerous situation. What a person does is, they will make a fence around the hole, they'll make a fence by the cliff that nobody should even, God forbid, come to any form of danger whatsoever. The Chachamim were entrusted by the Torah to make various prohibitions, rabbinic prohibitions, for various different reasons. One reason is because if you can do this job, you might come to a biblical transaction or a biblical prohibition. To give an example for this, it's forbidden to write one of the Lamites Malachas, one of the Malachas done in the Mishkan, was you're not allowed to write. Biblically, if somebody writes two letters in Shabbos, that gets the capital punishment again if they were warned. So therefore the Chachamim said, we don't want you to do certain things that might lead you to write. And therefore, for instance, the Chachamim said, you're not allowed to do business on Shabbos. Why are you not allowed to do business on Shabbos? Because most people, when they do business, write down things, whether it's figures or the orders or whatever it may be. And therefore, because you might come to write on Shabbos, which is biblically forbidden, the Chacham said you can't do certain things that might lead you to write on Shabbos. That's one reason why the Chacham forbid certain things on Shabbos. Another reason is because it might be similar to something that is done on Shabbos. It might not be forbidden itself, but I'll give you an example where Halacha discusses this also. One of the Lamitesh Malachas, which is Dosh, which is threshing, which is the Av Malacha threshing like they used to do when there were grains in the shafts, they would have the animal step on the hard shell to thresh it, to do the threshing. 
So therefore, biblically, squeezing, which is similar to the concept of threshing, is also biblically forbidden. But biblically, it's only forbidden to squeeze olives and grapes. Because olive oil and wine is better than the actual fruit. So therefore, when you squeeze the liquids out of a grape or an olive, you're actually bettering the fruit, you're doing something better. Therefore, biblically, it's forbidden to squeeze wine, or olives, or grapes into wine or oil. But therefore, the Chachamim said, squeezing other fruits is also forbidden on Shabbos. Why? Because squeezing an orange or a lemon is similar in many ways to squeezing an ap, uh, uh, grape or olive. And therefore the Chachamim said, because it's similar to it, people will mistake and say, well, obviously if I could do this, then I can do that. If I can squeeze a lemon or an orange, then I can squeeze a grape or olive. What's the difference? And therefore the Chachamim said, it's rabbinically forbidden to squeeze any fruit which is normally squeezed for juice. The third reason would the Chachamim forbid to do certain things because it's not in the spirit of Shabbos. Some things are not in the spirit of Shabbos. For instance, um, unnecessary work. Unnecessary work that doesn't have to be done on Shabbos. For instance, preparing, preparing from Shabbos for the weekday. Um, uh, extra schlepping things and just dragging things around for no, no, no real reason is also forbidden on Shabbos because it's just not in the spirit of Shabbos. For instance, another example would be playing ball on Shabbos. Now, there's a whole argument in Allah if it's allowed or not, if it's considered desecration of Shabbos or not. And even those people that permit it agree that it's still not in the spirit of Shabbos. So that's also rabbinically forbidden because it's not in the spirit of Shabbos. Another thing that the Chachamim forbid, and that is what's called Maris Ayin. People will mistake that if they see you doing this on Shabbos, they might come to think that you did something wrong on Shabbos. To give an example of this, it says in Aloha that you're not allowed to hang clothes out on Shabbos to dry. Now, even though it's not one of the Lamitas Malachas, nevertheless, it says, it says you're still forbidden to hang clothes out to dry in a clothesline on Shabbos. Why is that? Because somebody will see you hanging clothes on Shabbos, they will think that you wash them on Shabbos, which is forbidden. So that concept is called Maris Ayin. Maris Ayin means it gives the wrong impression. It will give an impression that you did something wrong on Shabbos, and therefore you're not allowed to do it on Shabbos. Another important thing to, to what needs to be understood when it comes to the Malachas of Shabbos, in order to biblically be forbidden doing Malacha on Shabbos, a person needs to do the malacha, to do the creativity, to do the work, the same way it was done in the Mishkan. 
the same way it was done in the Mishkan. In the Mishkan, it was constructive work. Therefore, if anybody does anything destructive for the sake of destruction, it's only rabbinically forbidden because you didn't do it exactly the same way it was done in the Mishkan. For instance, if somebody doesn't do it in the regular way of doing it, for instance, writing is forbidden on Shabbos. So therefore, if somebody writes with their, a right-handed person will write with their right hand two letters, as we mentioned before, that's desecration of Shabbos. What happens if a right-handed person writes with their left hand two letters? So then it's only rabbinically forbidden because that's not the normal way it's done. And therefore, in many cases, by the way, halachically, if people have to sign papers, they're going to the hospital to have a baby and they need to sign the papers and so on and so forth, to minimize the desecration of Shabbos, if it's a right-handed person, they should sign it with the left hand. A left-handed person, if they write with the left hand, because that's for them the normal way of writing, they would be biblically forbidden. So they would write it with their right hand, then it's only rabbinically forbidden. Uh, if turning on a light, let's say, would be biblically forbidden, normally you would turn on the light with your hand, with your fingers. What happens if somebody turns on the light with their elbow or with their foot, they'll kick the switch up? That's not the normal way of doing it, so it would only be rabbinically forbidden. But if you have a lamp that has a pedal that turns on and off the lamp, if somebody turns on the light with their foot, that would be considered a desecration of Shabbos because that was the normal way of doing it. Another example of this is what's called Shnayim Sha'asum. If a person wants to carry out a book on Shabbos, now the normal way of carrying out a book on Shabbos is one person carries it. If two people carry out the book, it's not the normal way of carrying it. So let's say on Shabbos, two people would carry out a book, a small book, two people would carry it out, or two people would turn on a light, or two people would do things that normally are done by one person, that would only be rabbinically forbidden. What happens though if it's a heavy bench that the normal way of carrying it is that two people carry it? Then when two people carry it, because that's the normal way of carrying it, they would be biblically obligated for carrying on Shabbos. And you have various different uh, concepts of this, various different examples. Another thing is it has to be what's called Malachas Machshavis. Malachas Machshavis is you have to have the proper intent and reason why you're doing the Malach. And it has to be constructive, not destructive. For instance, if somebody destroys something on Shabbos, it's only rabbinically forbidden. What happens though if they destroy it in order to build? That would be biblically forbidden because destruction because it's for the sake of construction, the destruction itself has a law of construction. For instance, if somebody is going to knock down a house, and they're going to put up a big house, and they see the bulldozer knocking down the house, and somebody asks them, what are you doing? They'll tell you, we're putting up a big house. The question, but you're not putting up a big house, you're destroying the house. But the answer is because the destruction is for the sake of construction, so then that's called the proper way of doing a malach on Shabbos then the destruction is considered construction. If somebody erases on Shabbos with the intent of writing, then the erasing is biblically forbidden. If they're erasing just for the sake of erasing,
then it's rabbinically forbidden. Now I just want to emphasize one very important point. Even if it's rabbinically forbidden, it's forbidden. There's no leniencies unless if it's certain circumstances for health purposes or various different things. Something which is rabbinically forbidden in today's day is as forbidden, practically speaking, as a biblical prohibition. Under no circumstance can a person say, well, it's only rabbinic, who cares, and therefore I'll do it. Any rabbinic prohibition, which is forbidden rabbinically on Shabbos, is as strict as doing something in a practical sense, as strict as doing a biblical malachim. So again, to wrap this up, there are the biblical malachis and Shabbos, the 39 malachis, or anything very similar to it. For instance, another example of that would be carrying. There's a carrying from a private domain to a public domain, that the Torah says you cannot carry from your homes, which was a private domain, to the Mishkan, which was a public domain. And therefore, even though the Torah only speaks about carrying from private to public, and the Torah doesn't say public to private, Nevertheless, the Chacham say, according to most opinions, Hachnasa is only a tulda. It's not the primary work, it's an offshoot. But it's still biblically forbidden because it's very similar. What's the difference if you carry from house to street to street to house? You're still carrying from one domain to the next. But then you have the rabbinic prohibitions that the Chacham forbid, either because it's similar to the biblical, or you might come to the biblical, or it's not in the spirit of Shabbos, or it can give a false impression that people will think that you would be allowed, to, or you did something wrong on Shabbos. There is a commandment in the Torah that people have to be clean and clear, not only from God, but also from people. We're not allowed to do things on Shabbos, or any time for that matter, that people will suspect us that we're doing something incorrect or something wrong. The Mitzvah in the next class, will begin with some of the actual Lametes Malachis, the ones that are very practical, to know what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do on Shabbos.